Hey, good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this morning for worship. And uh, thank you so much for uh, uh, your commitment to 24 uh, in so many ways, but especially in tuning in to worship together. Uh, if you are at home, we're glad that you're tuning in. And uh, uh, just thank you for taking the time to uh, to catch up with us. Uh, if you missed last week, we started a little series that we're doing called Armor. Uh, and it's talking about the armor of God. And uh, I want to want to jump right into this this morning uh, for us to be able to look at this together. Um, and we're going to be going through this for the next several weeks. But uh, to kind of recap, I want to read the passage that we shared last week together, and then we're going to add a verse to it uh, and look at that together today. Uh, but uh, this is out of Ephesians chapter 6. And in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul gives us something, uh, as I talked about last week, that helps us with uh, being attacked. Uh, this kind of started out with uh, just, um, you know, I talked last week about personally feeling attacked, the church feeling attacked, and uh, just people in general just feeling attacked, uh, and especially by Satan and uh, and just uh, all that goes with that. And so uh, what, what do we do about that? What can we do about that? Well, Paul gives us some, some really great uh, tools uh, that God has given us. Uh, and thank you, Paul, for uh, listening to the Lord and allowing him to use you to pin this uh, for us to have. But uh, that's what we're talking about. And we're getting into this armor uh, that God has given us that we're called to uh, put on and take up as we see in this passage. In fact, let's just read this passage together. Uh, Ephesians 6, verse 10 and it says, it says, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. So some key things I just want to point out in that scripture, which we uh, dissected last week, um, that we're called to be strong in the Lord in the strength of His might, not our might, that we understand that, that uh, we get our strength from the Lord. Uh, and that we're called to put on uh, the whole armor of God, it says in verse 11. Uh, later on in verse 13, it says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Either way, we're, we're called to this, this whole armor of God. And, and I think that uh, as we as we go through what that looks like over the next several weeks, I think that's going to be helpful. And today is definitely kind of a base foundation for that. Uh, but then we also see something else through this passage that I think is worth noting, uh, is that we see... Uh, in the uh, verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And then we also see uh, in verse 13, after you therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. So we see stand mentioned three times uh, within you know these these verses right here, verses ten through thirteen, and uh, and I think that that's I think that's important. I think it's it's helping us to see a little bit of insight, and and we'll continue to talk about this by the way in the weeks ahead and what this really looks like of kind of how we you know do get attacked and, and and the Lord knows we would get attacked. He knew we would get attacked, and had for us the things that we need 
need uh, to be able to endure, to be able to stand and withstand and all of those kinds of things. Uh, you know, one of the interesting things about the whole armor of God thing is, uh, and in fact, if you look this up, a lot of people will talk about uh, that when Paul was writing this, it makes sense that Paul would write this because Paul came from being a Roman soldier. So he would have been very familiar with, uh, you know, armor uh, and all those things in battle and those kinds of things. But really, the truth is, is uh, and we don't have a ton of time to get in this, but I, I don't want us to miss it, uh, is that Paul is actually pulling from the Old Testament here. He's pulling from the book of Isaiah. Uh, and as we go through this, we'll see, in the even in the weeks ahead, but especially this week too, uh, we'll see that, that Paul is pulling from that as he's bringing up these different pieces of armor. Uh, and as he talks about them, he's, he's making reference to uh, some things we see in Isaiah. Let's go ahead and read verse 14, which is our very next verse to come after uh, this. And it says this, <clears throat> surprisingly enough, it starts with stand. It says, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of of righteousness. This is our verse for this week. This is what we're looking at this week, uh, is for us to uh, just kind of think about and, and look at what does this mean? What is God calling us to? Uh, I think this is a base. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, as we move forward. But again, he starts out with stand, stand therefore, uh, having fastened on the belt of truth. Um, again, we see stand over and over in the passage. This is something that we're being called to do. Uh, we get attacked. It's just part of it. It's part of life. We all get attacked at different times. And for, you know, some of us, that's harder than others. And, uh, you know, some of us are just fine, you know, through those moments and that kind of thing. But I think that when we feel like we're doing just fine, it's generally speaking, because uh, whether we realize it or not, we're leaning on uh, God and his strength. And we're leaning on using the things that he has given us as his armor. Let's talk about the first of those things, the belt of truth. Now, interestingly enough, uh, Belt of Truth is, you know, as I've over the years looked at this passage, one of the things that's real easy for me to immediately think of is when I see Belt of Truth, it's like, oh, it's talking about God's Word. Well, we actually don't know that it is. And in fact, uh, if it was, it would be doubling talking about it because it talks about God's Word again in verse 17 as we go down, and we'll get to that in the weeks to come. So what is Paul talking about? And the truth is, is we kind of don't really know exactly what he's talking about. But if you look at the word true, uh, there's a couple of things that I think that we can take away and, and I think are helpful. Um, and, and that's that, you know, being true is also can be like something that's perfectly straight uh, or the opposite of false. And you're like, oh, thanks, Chris. You really helped me out there. True is the opposite of false. But I mean, really think about that. Uh, you know, like, you know, being not being a hypocrite, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, I, I think I think true, even being true uh, in the sense of being true to someone, in other words, that we would be loyal to Christ, uh, I think is I think is a really good a good thing for us to look at with that. Um, and and the truth is is you know obviously God's word is a part of this, and we know that. And and maybe maybe Paul is sandwiching this whole thing in the truth uh, from the word. Uh, I'm not going to discount the possibility of that, but I'm also not going to pretend that I know exactly what Paul is meaning when he is saying this specific having fastened on the belt of truth, uh, which true he is talking about, which. 
truth he is talking about. Um, and so we know that the other one is coming later. Maybe it's coming here too. And either way, I think we see a piece of the puzzle that is important for us, and that is that we are we are to stay focused on God's plan and His Word. We know that. So let's just go with that, and that it could be encompassing all those things that we know uh, we are called to do and called to be. Uh, and then we will get to more of God's truth and His Word uh, in the weeks to come. The second thing in, uh, by the way, the, the belt of truth, uh, if you look in Isaiah eleven five, if you want a, a little something to kind of look at later on, uh, that's an interesting place to find possibly where Paul uh, is referencing this from. Uh, and then the next the next piece of the armor that we see in the second part of that, that verse there, again, we'll go back to verse 14, uh, Ephesians 6, verse 14, stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Um, so this is talked about in Isaiah 59. Uh, and you can see in Isaiah 59 uh, where he talks about this. And I, I forget the verse that it's in, but you can, you can, you can dig around in there and find that. Um, but uh, one of the things that comes to my mind uh, when I'm looking at the breastplate of righteousness is I'm thinking about imputed righteousness. I'm talking about a theological term there uh, that talks about Christ putting his righteousness on us. Um, and, and interestingly enough, putting on putting it on us, uh, much as like what we see here, this breastplate of righteousness. Um, many of you uh, have probably seen uh, TV shows. I remember we used to watch a show a long time ago that was on TV all the time, uh, just because sometimes it was just funny or whatever, but we'd watch this show called What not to wear, uh, and it'd be a couple of people, and they're you know going and capturing somebody whose friends and family turned them in for dressing you know crazier, not dressing well, or you know, whatever it may be, and uh, and then these people would try to help these people learn how to dress and what they needed to put on. Um, Paul is trying to help us here. He's trying to help us to see what we can put on. In other words, to fight against, to stand against uh, the things that are going to happen, uh, where Satan is going to come against us uh, in this world. And, and, I, and I think that's awesome. God used him to do this and give us his word uh, that we would be able to have this. And, uh, and, and no different with this. Now, righteousness is, is an interesting word. Uh, and it's one of those words that I think a lot of people just go, oh, that's a church word and kind of check out when you hear about stuff like that. Uh, you know, the, the act of being right, the being right, uh, part of that being, uh, key there, uh, maybe more so than the word act, but being right, being righteous, being, uh, correct, being justified, uh, that's what it means to be righteous. And so for us, the importance of righteousness is, is that we are seen as righteous in the eyes of God. And you say, well, Chris, I'm a sinner. You know, how am I, how am I righteous? Well, we're, we're made righteous uh, in what Christ has done for us. Uh, in fact, we're going to look at that in just a second. Um, and, and, and we have to know that we on our own are not righteous. Uh, in fact, uh, I'll go ahead and share with us Isaiah 64, 6. Uh, it says this, it says, We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us 
away. In other words, our righteousness is like filthy rags. Um, and so, you know, that's that's eye-opening uh, because it basically is helping, when we really understand that, it's helping us to see uh, that we don't have anything to offer God. We don't, we don't have anything to come to Him and say, hey, well, look at what I've done for you or look at who I am. And, and that's not the way we work. Our sinful selves want us to compare ourselves uh, in many ways in this world. And we take, th- we take that notion a lot of times in our relationship with the Lord. But the truth is, is that the Lord is saying, uh, you're not righteous. Uh, in fact, Romans 3.10, in case you don't believe me, it says, as it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. None is righteous, no, not one. But there is one who is righteous, and that's Jesus. And he has given us, put on us, his righteousness, that when the Lord, the God the Father, sees us, he sees Jesus. He sees his righteousness. He sees his justification. He sees what he's done, his perfection. Uh, and and that's, that happens through uh, the work that Christ did on the cross and an empty tomb three days later. Uh, in fact, I want to read this passage for us right now. And I think this is, this is key for us this morning uh, for us to, to really get this. Romans 3.21. It says, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation for our, uh, by His blood to be received by faith, this was to show God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance He had passed over former sins. It was to show His righteousness at the present time so that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus." So we have this amazing, we've been given this amazing gift. It's not something we can work for, not something that we can be good enough to get, uh, go to church enough for, know the right people for, talk the right way for. Basically, we can't earn it. We can't earn it. It's a gift, but we can receive that gift, and we do receive that gift when we have believed in Jesus as our Savior. That's huge. That's huge for us today. I want to read this part again to you, starting in verse 22. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For all who believe. Which tells me that it doesn't matter what you've done in this world. It doesn't matter how bad of a person you think you are, what awful things you've done in the past. You can't be bad enough or have run far enough away from God that you can't be one of the people who trust and believe in Jesus today. At this point in your life, God wants to change your life and turn it completely around for Him and for His kingdom. That's good for all who believe. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ is good for all who believe. And then it goes on, for there is no distinction, 
And I love that. There's no distinction for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. We're all sinners in need of a Savior, and that Savior's name is Jesus. And it goes on, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift. So, you feel like you're being attacked. You feel like Satan is coming against you. You feel like the world is crashing down. You feel like all of these things, maybe. Let me, let me give you a, a piece of good news today. The basis of the armor in which we are to build upon is the truth and righteousness of Jesus. We can stand against the schemes of the devil because of the truth and righteousness of Jesus. The belt and the breastplate that Paul is talking about here are things that we have received because of who Christ is. That's an amazing thing for us today. It's an amazing thing for us today to recognize that when God the Father sees us, he doesn't see, he doesn't see Chris, the sinner who is always screwing up, who's always messing up, who uh, yelled the other day at the kids, who didn't follow through with doing those things that he said that he would do or whatever it is. God doesn't see that. God sees Jesus when he sees me. Because I have believed in Jesus as my Savior. I've trusted in the work that happened on the cross, that the blood that he shed on the cross is absolutely enough to save me from my sin. And I needed Jesus to do that for me. And so today, in all of this, we understand that the foundational pieces of the armor of God is that we would fall in to truth and being true, whatever that may fully mean, we continue to seek, and the righteousness of Jesus. And it makes total sense that Paul would start here because he's trying to help us to build just the very basic understanding of what it looks like for us to follow Jesus. And that's the question today is, are you following Jesus? Have you followed Jesus? And if you are a believer, are you following Jesus right now? Are you resting in his righteousness right now in these days when you need it the very most? I hope you are. I hope you are. Because it is in that 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 is the base piece of the armor of God that, that Paul, the Lord, used Paul to pin for us to start with as the armor in which we would put on to stand against these things that are coming at us. Spiritual warfare is hard. It's very hard. Um, and, and, it, and it's so hard to see it for what it is. And I, I want to remind us today of the passage that we studied last week and one of the things that it helped us to see that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, it says in verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against these other things, rulers, authorities, cosmic powers over this present darkness, the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Paul is throwing out a beacon for us, and he's saying, don't fall into the trap of looking at the people around you and saying, it's your fault that things are happening bad in my life right now. It's your fault that this is going on. 
you're making me miserable. No. There are things at play. There is spiritual warfare going on. Satan is involved and he is a, he is on the attack. He wants to keep us separated from the Lord. He doesn't want us to believe. But if we do, and if we trust in him, and if we have trusted in Jesus as our Savior, not only do we get to believe, not only are we saved, but Jesus puts on us his righteousness, that when the Lord sees us, he sees Jesus. And in doing so, gives us the very base piece for us to be able to stand against the things of this world. His truth, his righteousness, the belt and breastplate are the beginning of this foundation. As we continue in this in the weeks ahead, I hope that God will continue to speak to your heart and help strengthen you to withstand the things that are coming. There's things coming, but I'm here to tell you, there is nothing, nothing that can penetrate the truth and righteousness of Jesus as we stand against those things. May God use those things in our lives as we stand, not just to be able to stand for us, but to stand for him and with him through his strength. Let's pray together. God, thank you for your word and thank you for the chance that we have, Lord, to seek you through it. God, help us as we go forward in the days ahead, uh, Lord, to be able to cling to you, to be able to cling to your truth, to be able to cling uh, to the reminder that you have put on us our righteousness. It's not about how good we can be. It's about how good you are. And God, that is what we rest in today. God, for anyone struggling with that today, for anyone struggling to be good enough today, God, I pray that they would remember that, Lord, you are good enough and you have given that to us that we can rest in it. God, thank you for that. Thank you that it is for us not about trying to do better and work harder to earn your love, but God, instead, Lord, you gave it freely as a gift. God, thank you for the reminder of that. And our our response, Lord, I pray, would be a response of gratitude and love, Lord, that we would seek you and grow closer to you and tell others about you. God, use us, your church. Protect your church in these days. Protect us in these days, God, from attack. And God, help us to see clearly what it is when when it's happening. And Lord, help us to follow you. God, we thank you, Lord, that we can ask these things. It is because of what you've done through your son we can, and it's in his name we pray it. Amen.